Hello, I'm Jo Earp and thanks for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. guest on today's episode of School Improvement is Bernadette Hawker, Head of Department Teaching and Learning at Gundawindi State High School in Queensland. I caught up with Bernie to talk about the school's award-winning STEAM programme, which has been successful in improving student writing outcomes. You'll also hear about the strong culture of sharing and collaboration among staff, including through professional learning communities, that's been key to the programme's continued growth and success. So let's get started. Uh, so, Bernie, welcome to Teacher Magazine. First of all, then, can you tell listeners a little bit about Gundawindi State High School? Sure. So, um, Gundawindi State High School is a little co-educational uh, state high school located in Gundawindi. Um, that's a town of around 8,000 people on the Queensland-New South Wales border, and we're about four and a half hours drive west of Brisbane. Um, so, we have approximately 500 students, about 20% are Indigenous, and about 18% who have uh, identified special need um, and we've got about 50 staff, permanent and part-time staff and our principal Brett has been with us for 12 years which has been fantastic. Usually we have principals for a year or two <laughs> so that's um, quite an important part of our school structure at the moment. Mm -hmm. That might be something actually that we will look at later when we talk about how this program's grown and the success of it. So then the next thing I'm interested in is about your own role there. Um, what kind of things do you do there? What's your title, first of all, and what, what does that encompass? Well, I've just um, been officially this year made the head of department for teaching and learning. Um, and I look after the arts department at the school. So art, um, art music, drama, etc. Um, I teach in the English department. And I also, um, my other area of responsibility is our whole school professional development. Um, so yeah, capacity to build, uh, building of our staff really. Um, so that involves you know, delivering PD and, and also running our STEAM program, which yeah, we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, now um, we, we're connecting by the uh, wonders of uh, online technology. You're in lockdown currently in Queensland. We're working from home here in Melbourne. Now we've met before though face-to-face -face at conferences, haven't we, a couple of times? We have, we have. It, it's something that seems to be a part of the culture there at Gundawindi, sharing what's happening with other educators around the country and sometimes around the world. Have you, have you done that as well? Uh, well, we've done a couple of national conferences at uh, with ASA. Uh, no, we haven't done anything international. That might be our next um, <laughs> goal potentially. But no, we love we love sharing our work. Um, we love sharing within the school. We've got a really beautiful culture here um, of teacher sharing and collaboration. Uh, we love we share in our cluster, uh, our McIntyre cluster across the schools in our cluster across our region. We've done a lot of um, presentations and um, at a state level as well. So. We've had lots of opportunities to share what we've been doing. And, and I would say collaboration is a really massive cornerstone of what we do and how we do it uh, in our school. And that I think has grown over time and, and now kind of is almost just like a mainstay of, of how we like to do things. 
Mm -hmm. It sounds a great uh, a culture that you've got going there. So today we're going to share what's happening at a whole school level to improve student writing outcomes. And um, before we start, actually, the school's already received recognition for the work that it's done, hasn't it? It, it won a 2018 Queensland Showcase Award for excellence in the secondary years. It, we did, and uh, we are really proud. We were so proud to win that award um, because for us it was wonderful affirmation of all the hard work that we've done to make measurable improvements in our students' writing. Um, and it was great because just prior to winning that award, um, our school was also named as being in the top 10 biggest improvers in that plan in Queensland from 2016 to 2018. So I think in 2016, we were ranked something like 336 in the state. <laughs> and in 2018, we were number 10. So, um, you know, those two things happened uh, very closely together. Um, and for us, it was just getting some affirmation, but also more importantly, the difference that we could see that the program we were running was making to the writing abilities of the students in our classrooms, but also our teachers' confidence to actually teach those writing skills, regardless of what their subject area was. Mm -hmm. And for our international podcast listeners, NAPLAN here in Australia is the is the uh, national assessment which uh, which measures literacy and numeracy for students. Uh, now, um, for teaching and learning of writing, then the schools created what's called STEAM, S T E A M, the Smart Teachers Enthusiastically Achieving More program. <laughs> Why was this a priority for students then, and what was the aim? Well, um, in early two thousand and fifteen. Um, Ed Queensland at that time had introduced um, a master teacher program in Queensland. So um, our school was allocated that position and I was uh, lucky enough to um, become the master teacher at Gundawindi State High School for um, those four years from 2015 to 2018. And part of that um, role was uh, identifying an area within the school that needed improvement and then developing you know, a plan or a program to uh, ensure that we could you know, make a difference to some aspect of the school. So at that time, Brett um, Hallett, our principal, and myself sat down and, and analysed all our school data sets. Um, and when we did that, uh, the thing that stood out the most to us was the students' results in that plan writing in year nine. Um, that was our biggest deficit area across a whole range of things. Um, at that time, we were minus 20.6% behind the nation and it's been declining longitudinally. Um, so we decided you know, that that should be a priority. Um, it did feel like an incredibly daunting task <laughs> at that time. Um, and so you know, we had to work out well, how to make it possible, but also how to make it achievable um, for our school. Like you said, it seems like quite a, a, a daunting task in some respects. You say, oh, well, we're going to tackle writing. We're going to improve writing right across the school. It's no easy, uh, no easy thing. So setting up an intervention like this, then it is a big task. If you take me back to those initial stages of planning, then in 2015, you mentioned what what did that look like in terms of who's going to be involved? What what were the conversations that you were having in in terms of teaching staff? Whether you were going to target particular year groups? How, how did you go about doing that? Well, initially, uh, we thought um, that we would it would be better to start with. I always had it in my head and I'd done a lot of research before we even started um, looking into this. Um, you know, how had other schools done it? What was working across Australia? What was working internationally? Um, I did a lot of reading 
Um, there were some great articles that the Grattan Institute had published about, you know, turning around schools, targeted teaching, you know, making time for great teaching, uh, lots of articles like that. Um, did a lot of reading around professional learning communities. Um, and so what our initial research told us was that it was really important that we had a sharp and narrow focus for this improvement and that it could be measurable. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be able to maintain our momentum. Um, we decided to use Cotter's change model as our um, focus for our progress so that we could stay on track. Um, and so based on all of that, Brett and I decided we would target initially students who were in year eight in 2015, because we knew we had um, their 2014 year seven NAPLAN writing data, and we'd be able to measure um, improvements in their 2016 year nine NAPLAN writing data. So that's why we started with them. Um, so I then went and talked to every single teacher who taught year eight at our school at that time. I showed them our data. I talked about, you know, why this was such a big problem, um, you know, and, and said, you know, do you want to work together to see if we can make things better, you know, for our kids? Because this isn't just going to help their NAPLAN data. That was just one aspect that we could measure. But this is going to help you as the teacher. This is going to help your kids feel more confident um, to write. And every single year eight teacher came to our first meeting. So I think one of the key things was, first of all, just establishing those connections with people and, and getting them wanting to buy into what we were trying to do. Um, and that buy-in was key in that first meeting as well. So that was, that was all the teachers. It wasn't just mm -hmm. teachers teaching literacy, was it? No, or, you know, no. Having a role in that, this was right across all subject areas. That must have been fantastic to get that kind of response. And they all came along. So we had everyone from the ITD teacher to the phys ed teacher to the science teacher to the maths teacher, everyone. Um, who taught year eight um, and so and I showed them um, some data from a student that they all taught and that child was failing every single subject and it was a bit of an aha moment because I think collectively they realized and we all realized that we are all responsible for this child's learning um, and if they're failing your subject and my subject and everyone else's subject, then we've all got to do something to help this child and every other child like that who's failing with their writing in our school. Um, so that was kind of the moment where I had them, I felt, and my print Brett says the same thing, and that kind of steam was born from there. And, and we said, okay, well, what are we going to do? We came up with our name. They collaboratively came up with STEAM, you know, smart teachers, enthusiastic, <laughs> achieving more. Um, we came up with our vision, we came up with our goals um, and it kind of continued on. We decided when we were going to meet, how often we were going to meet, how they wanted to do that. They decided Thursday mornings from 8 to 8.30, once a fortnight, you know, and it kind of went from there. I'm going to jump into the recording at this point with a quick reminder that if you want to find out more about the studies and resources mentioned in any of our podcasts, we add in the links to the episode transcript, which you can find at teachermagazine.com. While I'm here, a quick heads up that the next section talks about the TEAL strategy. That's T-E-E-L. And in the STEAM program at Gundawindi, it stands for Topic Sentence, Elaboration, Evidence and Linking Sentence. Okay, housekeeping done. Back to the chat. Okay, so it sounds great. We've got the buy-in from the teachers, the, the plans there. So now I'm eager to find out a bit more about the program itself. Uh, well, then initially it was about... Um, Again, where do you start? It feels overwhelming and, and daunting. And I thought, well, if we're going to be using, if one of the measures for improvement is going to be the NAPLAN writing data, well, we actually need to know how 
that writing task is assessed, what the criteria is, what does that criteria mean, and then what does that actually look like in our teaching? Um, because, you know, if we don't understand the criteria and what kids are being marked on, then, you know, how do we know what to teach? You know, so that was our, um, so what we did initially was looked at um, the NAPLAN writing criteria and looked at um, which areas in that criteria had our kids not been performing or which areas were they performing the worst in really. Um, and it, that analysis showed us that paragraphing was a real deficit area for our kids. And even though when you look at the criteria, pra uh, paragraphing is only scored out of three, and there's other things like sentence structure that are scored more highly, that was something that we knew across all our subjects, every teacher had to teach paragraphing, you know, in some form. Um, so we decided to start there. And what we did was developed sets of arrows using that NAPLAN criteria. So that broke the skills down for the kids. So, and then we could look at their NAPLAN data from year seven and, and go, okay, this child scored zero for paragraphing. We'll give them a level one arrow, which tells them what their next step is to improve their paragraph writing skills. And along with that went um, a lot of targeted teaching in our STEAM sessions. So we actually run our STEAM sessions like a class. So I come in and we do our, our warm up, we do our learning intentions. I actually teach the strategy and the teachers actually do the strategy and then they go out and try it uh, in their classrooms and then we come back and share how it went, and, you know, did it work, didn't it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we always do fun topics. Like we don't do any topics, <laughs> you know, we might do Game of Thrones might be our topic one day or ordering beer from the bar might be another topic, like just random topics to show the transferability of the skills that they can be taught for any topic in any subject and, you know, we can get kids writing. Um, and then we've just developed that, continued that same approach across vocabulary, sentence structure, punctuation. But what's been amazing is, you know, lots of teachers, sadly, they didn't know how to teach, didn't know how to punctuate a sentence themselves. They didn't know different types of sentences. So even empowering the teachers with that knowledge has had a massive impact on you know, our, our kids' confidence, but the teachers' confidence um, as well in all sorts of ways that we couldn't have even imagined when we started um, out. And, and what we see, saw starting to happen was teachers um, who were in STEAM, and it's voluntary, so teachers who were in STEAM would go out into their classrooms and started using these strategies and seeing the improvement in their kids' writing, and then they started just naturally using them across their other year levels. And then other kids started to say, well, um, Mrs. Hawker, um, Mrs. Bryan's using Teal in her um, history class, why aren't you? And then we found more teachers started to come to STEAM who didn't even teach year eight just because they'd heard about what we were doing and the kids were saying, why aren't you doing what those other teachers are doing? <laughs> and it kind of, that built momentum um, as well. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I should just point out that the choice of topics on our dream beer from the bar is one for the uh, professional learning for staff. Yeah, and not for yeah that's right. Exactly, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> so another important aspect I should probably mention at this point is the research and evidence base. Now, we've, you've mentioned that briefly before. Um, we talked about school-based data, student data and 
you've also touched on some of the academic evidence. So I'm interested why that was crucial to what you wanted to deliver. Why was this research evidence based an important part? Why not just gather around and sort of throw in some ideas and, and off we go, which is sometimes what happens. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, right from the very beginning, I just knew that if we were going to have credibility um, and um, be able to sustain this and maintain it over a long period of time, there had to be a really strong uh, evidence base behind it. Um, you know, we're a little rural school, <laughs> you know, in Western Queensland. Um, you know, what would we know is kind of, you know, the vibe that you often get. So there was two elements, I suppose, just one that the credibility, but also, you know, I think um, if you've got the evidence, even with teachers now, you can say um, this strategy, according to John Hattie, has an effect size of, you know, 0 0.85 in the classroom. It's It obviously works, so let's give it a go. Let's try it. Um, it's not just what I think might work. It's not just what you think might work. It's what... Um, people who know what they're talking about have tried and proven um, to work. So th that was critical, I think, in, um, and we, you know, to this day, we continue um, to make sure that everything we do is supported by the research and that we've got evidence to say, um, we know this works, let's give it a go. And, and that's also helped build the momentum as well, because once people started to see, oh, yes, actually that does work, they were more willing then to engage as we went along because you know, they could see that that quality um, was there. Um, you know, I think that's been critical really to a lot of um, the success that we've had. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, an important thing you said there was let's give it a go. It's, it's, it's shown to work in research, but obviously let's give it a go. We're not assuming that anything's definitely going to work for you. You mm -hmm. might have uh, different needs in your community there. So as you were implementing then, what kind of discussions were still going on between staff maybe about the professional learning side of things, maybe about some areas for tweaking, uh, reviewing how it was going for the students. What, what was going on in the background there as you were going along at the beginning? Oh, well, constant sort of, we'd, we'd um, at the end of each term, we made a decision that our last session for each term would always be uh, a reflection session. So we always did at the end of each term a little, you know, traffic light reflection for want of a better word, you know, what's working what's not working, what we what do we want to keep doing? Um, so that was constant. But even at even at the start of all of our sessions, we usually do our little warm-up was is a little reflection or what's worked, who's tried this, um, what successes have you had, what hasn't worked. Um, so that constant discussion all the time. Because as you say, Joe, sometimes um, yeah, the evidence says it works, but we've got a very unique context um, and we've got um, lots of very young often first year teachers on our staff, we've got a high turnover of staff. So um, those conversations are critical and that evidence is critical to, you know, maintaining our momentum and maintaining the credibility of the program. Mm -hmm. And this is a massive question. I'm just going to throw <laughs> it in there right towards the end. But this is started 2015. You've presented a lot on the success of this. We've, we've mentioned you've won an award for it. Started off at year eight levels so, and, and you were hinting that it was gradually expanding as, you know, sort of organically, if you like. What's happened since then? Um, the initial aim was year eights, obviously. So so what's happened since then? Well, it's just grown exponentially, as you say. Like, um, And yes, we've had some awesome NAPLAN improvements to validate our work. You know, um, well, the last time we had any NAPLAN data to look at was, what, 2019, I think. Um, and we were 
we've gone from being minus 20.6% behind the nation to 0.05%. So we're still not quite at national minimum standard, but that's a, for us a massive um, achievement for year nine um, kids. Um, so it, it's just continued to be, you know, a really strong force of change in our school. Last week at our STEAM meeting on a Thursday morning at eight o'clock when it was two degrees, we had, you know, 22 staff voluntarily. That's, you know, basically half our staff there as volunteers um, on Thursday morning. Um, but what's starting to happen too now, Joe, is that it's it's not year eight, it's, it's the whole school. Now there's no kind of real focus on any particular year level. Um, we determine um, our, what our focus is going to be um, at the start of each term. Um, and now more and more um, other STEAM members are actually running the STEAM sessions. And then what, what we also have at our school is once a term, um, our school has a whole staff professional development um, that we call masterclass that I run. But now basically our STEAM team members run masterclass. So they share what we've been doing in STEAM model the strategies that we've been using and trying in our classrooms. They model those to the whole staff and then, you know, the whole staff goes and, you know, uses them um, as well. So it's it's kind of become just, it's just part of our culture now. That sharing is part of our culture. Um, our school opinion survey data has just gone through the roof in terms of we've had continual improvement in that data pretty much every year since um, we started STEAM, particularly in staff satisfaction and the culture um, within our school. And even now our focus is still on writing primarily, but um, we're layering in over the top all the time other focus areas. So at the moment, you know, cognitive verbs in Queensland has become, you know, a real focus area through um, the QCAA. Um, and so we now, like for example, at the moment we're looking at, well, how do we teach kids to write analytically really well? Um, so we're modelling strategies for um, thinking analytically and then turning that thinking into really strong analytical writing that's appropriate for your subject area and your year level. Um, so it's really now understanding, well, what does the cognitive verb mean and how do we apply that knowledge of that cognitive verb? What does that look like in a strategy um, in your classroom? so that we can really get um, students performing really well across those cognitive verbs in, in their senior phase. And we've had some great results in their ATAR uh, subjects as well. So we're, you know, we've got lots of little pieces of evidence that put together to um, demonstrate the success, I guess, of what we've been trying to do all this time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, Brett, Brett Harlett, the principal, he can't be with us today, unfortunately, but um, you mentioned he's been there 12 years. How important has that been to have that consistency there from leadership? Oh, I would think that has been one of the most critical factors of our success, that Brett, right from the very beginning, was such a strong um, supporter and advocate for STEAM, and he has himself been a, an active participant in STEAM. So he comes nearly every single time. He can't come every single time as the principal. Obviously, he has other priorities, but... Um, he is there, you know, 90% of the time. He is at our STEAM sessions. He's participating as a member like anyone else. He's sitting there next to the first year teacher saying, I don't know what a complex sentence is. Can you, you know, so modelling that um, desire to learn, modelling that, um, that participation and that active involvement in something that we're 
doing to improve student outcomes and teacher confidence. So that has been um, critical and he's been a um, really, really important factor in driving and helping to maintain that momentum, I think. Mm -hmm. Finally then, uh, before we finish, thanks again for today. But we talked right at the start of the episode about the fact you presented at conferences and really shared what's been happening with the STEAM programme. There's lots of experiences there along the way. Uh, what have been some of the key learnings then that you'd share with listeners? Well, I would think one like that we just mentioned, the importance of the principal as being um, not only an advocate, but a, an actual key participant in the program that's been key. Um, that would be, you know, one of the most important things, I would say. Uh, I think also that idea of having a very sharp and narrow focus um, that you, because otherwise it's just overwhelming. So that would be something that's key. Um, but also knowing what your next steps for learning are, not only for the students, but also for us as the teachers, if, so that, you know, we're always sort of forearmed, I guess, in terms of um, progressing students' skills. I think the power of PLCs has been amazing. That collaboration and that shared um, work has just, I can't, I can't talk enough about the, the culture in our school and the staff and the way they have embraced it and the way they have um, supported everything that we've tried to do, you know, to make our kids perform as well as they can possibly perform. I think key also is that willingness to share and creating that culture of trust. I think that feeling of psychological safety that we have when you come into STEAM, it's okay to say, I actually don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that means. I don't actually know where to put a comma myself in a sentence. So, you know, how can I teach my students to do that? Um, so that's really important. And I think part of that, that comes down to the power of our relationships um, and, and really making sure that we're, we've got positive and supportive relationships between the staff at our school so that you can um, continue the work. And I think celebrating success to maintain that momentum is really key as well. And then I just think also just a lot of hard work over a really long time. And we have a saying, I don't know where I heard it, at one of the conferences I went to, that idea of being respectfully relentless and just never giving up and just chugging away and doing the work that's required to get the outcomes, you know, that you want. So that would be, yeah, that would be my top tips. Thanks, Bernie. Keep chugging away up there. <laughs> so we, we wish you all the best for the future. Keep on sharing, keep on collaborating. It's been fantastic to catch up with you again. Hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up face to face soon if we uh, if we can do that. Uh, but for the meantime, thanks again for uh, sharing your story with teacher. Thank you for having us, Joe. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts from so that you can be notified of any new episodes. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate and review the podcast in your podcast app.